Welcome to Tech Talk for Teachers. I'm your host, Paul Beckerman. Check it out. Check it out. Check it out. Check it out. What's in the toolkit? What? What is in the toolkit? What's in the toolkit? Check it out. The topic of today's podcast is designing digital learning spaces. Let's face it, learning spaces matter. In our physical classrooms, we take care in designing the learning space. We make decisions about how to arrange desks and other furniture. We create stations and dedicated learning spaces in different parts of the room. We might even have a reading corner, or there might be a homework table. We could create a display area on the bulletin board where we plan to honor student work each day or each week. When we make these types of decisions, we're trying to create a space that not only feels comfortable, but is functional and reinforces our classroom routines. In the same way that it's important to design our physical classroom space, it's equally important to design our digital spaces. At times during pandemic learning, our learning management system, or LMS, became our classrooms, and we relied on them to communicate, distribute content, and collect work. Even as we return to our physical classrooms, the LMS should continue to play a key role. Regardless if you're face-to-face or remote learning, many of our learning resources are now digital, and an LMS is the perfect tool for managing these. In today's episode, we're going to look at five tips for effectively designing our digital classrooms and learning spaces. How do I use How do I use Integration inspiration. Integration ideas. Number one, keep it simple. It's the KISS method. You want students to use their cognitive energy on learning content and doing the work, not on trying to figure out what to do or where to go in your online learning space. So some key reminders for keeping it simple. First, Be simple, clear, and consistent. Second, less is more. Third, reduce clicking and scrolling. Every click that a student has to make or scroll down is another chance that they're going to get lost. And embed content whenever possible. This actually reduces the clicking because the content is right there. The second tip, organize well. Your students will not be organized if your course is not organized. So you want to keep it well-organized right from the start. Make it easy to navigate and locate what is needed. Consider some of these ideas. First, chunk your content. Break that content down into clearly labeled folders to reduce your students' scrolling. You might organize by unit or topic or date or type of material. You can decide that, but try to be consistent with it. And that is the next point under organizing well. Be clear and consistent. So pick that method that you really think is going to work and then stick with it. Maybe you post communications and materials in the same place all the time, using the same system. Students just get comfortable with that and it becomes a routine. You might even consider developing naming conventions, so you have a consistent way to label folders and documents. Maybe each folder has the type of content and then the date. That's just one example. Or maybe it's the unit and the chapter. You decide what makes sense for you. Pro tip, maybe consider color coding too. For green means to learn, red means to do. It's just a nice, easy visual cue for the students. You could even use images or icons for this. And finally, don't publish materials until you want students to see them. That can really reduce the clutter and focus their attention. Tip number three, post directions clearly and consistently. Students have to know how to find your directions and expectations in order to meet them. So as much as possible, post your information in a consistent timeline, so when, a location, where, and a format, how it looks. 
for time, maybe you always post directions by 8 in the morning so students know whether they're in school or not. And then another time element, you probably want to be clear about when you're available to support students. You don't want to have families expecting that you're going to be answering emails all night. So maybe you say, I will respond to email questions between 9 a.m. and 3 p.m. Monday through Friday. Place, again, find the same space in your LMS where you're going to put that information. Maybe it's on the calendar. Maybe it's in a folder. Maybe it's on a discussion post. Um, maybe it's in an embedded slideshow. Keep it consistent. Tip number four, apply key format and design principles. Not everyone has an artistic eye as a designer. However, by following a few key best practices, you can create an effective format and design for your learning spaces. One thing to consider is fonts. You want to use a real strong color contrast, so make sure that you have dark text on white background. That's the best. You could do it the other way around, but the best really is black text on white background. It's just the easiest for most students to read. Make sure hyperlinks stand out. Um, the classic is blue, bold, and underlined, just so students don't miss those because they're probably things you want them to follow. And then use plain fonts that are easy to read. I know it's tempting to make things really cute and attractive, but those scripty, fancy texts are hard for students to read. For images and media, use images that are primarily informative, not decorative. That will focus students' attention on the learning. Um, consider copyright when choosing images. You want to be copyright compliant. And then whenever you can, embed your videos. Again, that avoids extra clicks for the student. And finally, number five, make your content accessible. Strive to make your learning space accessible to all students, including those with disabilities. So for family and student access, ask yourself, can everyone access my digital classroom? Do they know where to find it? Do they have the accounts and logins? Do they have directions or training about how to use and navigate it? These are key questions to getting started. You'll also want to ask yourself, can everyone access and open your digital materials? Are your share settings correct so anyone can view it or edit it depending on what you desire? What are some cool tech tools I can use? Two tips! Instructional technology. Posting documents as PDFs is a pretty good choice because PDF viewers can be downloaded free of charge on any computer. Posting links to online documents like Google Docs or Google Slides with anyone can view settings enables that everybody will be able to see it. And with any digital content, make sure that it's compliant with the Americans with Disability Act or the ADA. You want to use font styles from the styles menu whenever you can. So when you add text, there's a little drop down for styles. You can grab that and choose like headers or body text. That makes it much easier for people with text readers. You'll also want to add alternative text images for those with vision loss. It's text that describes what's in the image. And again, that's why you don't want the purely decorative images. And then closed captioning for videos is really important for anyone with hearing loss. To learn more about today's topic and explore other free resources, visit avidopenaccess.org. And of course, be sure to join Rena, Winston, and me every Wednesday for our full-length podcast episode. Thanks for listening. Take care. And thanks for all you do. You make a difference.